thanks for checking out episode 74 of the Eyes Free Sports Podcast. This is your host, Greg Lindbergh. Here on episode 74, our guest is a blind uh, sportscaster, sports commentator, and also adaptive athlete who's played several different sports, and uh, finally just a huge sports fan in general. Um, so we had a really fun conversation about just a variety of topics about his life, his, his experience as a broadcaster, and sports, and uh, accessibility. So let's go ahead and jump into episode 74. All right, so joining me on this episode of the podcast is Matt Wallace. How you doing? Hey there, good. How's it going today? Can't complain. Football Sunday, always a good, always a good day in the life of a sports fan. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yup. So just wanted to briefly mention that Matt uh, is a, a blind sportscaster, a sports commentator. Also has played uh, sports, I know, for a while as well. Uh, many different adaptive sports. Uh, so really looking forward to getting into this here with you. All right. Sure. So why don't we just start things off with kind of your, you know, your early life as far as where you were born, your formative years. So I was born in Yaden, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm 31 years old, so 1991. I lost my biological mom at a young age, so had three older brothers. Um, um, then my like, stepmom, current mom, she, she, she's my mom, you know, uh, joined our family, brought in two older sisters. So I'm the youngest of six. Wow. Um, Yep. And, um, so around nine, 10 years old, you know, every morning when I was waiting for the bus, my, my second youngest brother, the, the sibling closest to me in age, he'd always watch sports center and, and, and I'd see my brothers playing a lot of video games that were sports oriented. So after a while I started to get into just, just certain aspects of, you know, I, at first it was, I like this team name the best. So I'm going to root for this team because I like the team name the best. Then it was, I'm going to root against the team because they're from Philadelphia and you're all rooting for these Philadelphia teams. And it's annoying. I need to be different, uh, you know, and then it kind of just got deeper and, you know, it, watching sports center with my brother, you know, before those, those bus rides every morning for school, when I was nine, 10 years old, that kind of started it. And then just, I realized my dad was a big football fan. I never really, you know, when you're not really into it, you don't really care who else is into it. And then all of a sudden I, Oh, my, my dad's big into football. Okay. And then, sure. you know, we start talking about it and, you know, so, so that just, it blossomed into a thing. And then, then slowly, but surely I, I started getting, you know, outlets for sports watching, um, especially in my generation growing up, uh, got a lot more accessible, like, you know, Sirius and XM pretty much came out when I was uh, just, graduating grade school heading into high school you know which was awesome right. that gave me access to all the baseball uh, that gave me access to, if you had serious uh, like some of my buddies did you had all the football games so i could go over there and watch all the football games all of a sudden you know before it was just you know you watched uh, you know the whatever that show was called the late with uh, chris berman on sunday night uh, that, that would pretty much be the only way i'd get my nfl scores or watch whatever game was on fox or cbs and and with baseball it was pretty much phillies games on the radio tv or so so it was I was I grew up in a really fortunate generation for sports uh, accessibility. You know, XM brought me the NHL and all of the NHL broadcasters. That got me really into that sport. Um, and then all of a sudden, boom! I mean, you know, senior in high school, they put the NBA. All of a sudden, now I got all the NBA guys. Right. Um, all the college sports. So it was. It's, I, I'm. I think it's something that I've actually never talked about before, and it's just kind of occurring to me now talking to you that. It, it, I'm really fortunate in, in, in just the generation that I grew up with as a blind guy who's getting into all these sports teams. That is so true. Yep. I mean, it kind of started with the internet and then that blossomed into streaming, like you mentioned, and yep, yep. all the audio platforms out there. It's We're really lucky, for sure, in this day and age. 
Absolutely. So, so then I went to college at Temple. Um, I was a broadcast journalism major there. Had a show um, on TUTV. It was called We Make the Call. Um, I'm pretty sure it's still going, um, but episodes of that, I'm pretty sure you can still find on their website. Hmm. Um, we spearheaded that, uh, my friend and a couple of other guys and I. Um, and eventually we we were uh, promoted to a one-hour show, which is uh, the longest show. We, we got the hats and everything to prove it. So <laughs> it was pretty oh, cool. Wow. Uh, and we can just kind of talk sports, essentially, for an entire hour. It was great. Once every week. And then, um, you know, after that, um, I've been – after Temple is when I started to get into the broadcasting of sports. You know, when I was in eighth grade, I would do little things like go to my cousin's football games and, and, and they'd let me do the play by play, you know, like, like, like someone would tell me that was a gain of six yards on a pass. And then I'd announce it to the, <laughs> to the crowd. But yep. really when, you know, after I graduated from college is when, you know, a buddy of my, uh, mine came up to me and said, Hey, I'm, I'm broadcasting for this uh, women's pen ice ho- uh, club, ice hockey team. Uh, I really think you could bring a valuable, um, a valuable voice to that as a color commentator and that was kind of the opening i'd been looking for all my life because i'd always wanted to be a color commentator but you know sometimes as a blind person as you know sometimes we're not always the encouraged in some cases sometimes it's you know a matter of confidence whatever the case may be you know i wasn't sure that opportunity would ever come knocking and it did and uh i got to be the the pen quakers uh the lady Quaker voice um, for a couple of years with with my buddy Sam, and then that started translating into doing a couple goalball tournaments here or there. Uh, uh, between you and I, uh, that beat baseball is definitely my blind sport of broadcasting choice. And then I started doing that, <laughs> and I've done the last couple World Series, and I've done tournaments of um, you know, about three tournaments this year. Uh, can't wait to expand next year, maybe even travel um to a couple tournaments next year um instead of just doing the local ones so so it's uh it's getting bigger and my my my, my broadcasting scope uh, i had an article in the athletic uh, on my because i'm you know and i'm amazing because i'm a blind person that can get out of bed in the morning and broadcast right. sports at the same time right so so that was awesome that was a pretty cool accomplishment just that they they recognized um um, my talent as a blind hockey analyzer i guess is, is, is a better way to put it so so yeah that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Very cool. So just kind of digging a little further, you know, a little deeper into some of that. Um, so when it comes to broadcasting, obviously the partner in the booth is, is so critical mm-hmm. to have a good working relationship, communication. And I'm curious, just talk to me about some of the partners you've had and just what goes into kind of preparing for a game and then even during the broadcasts with that partner. So your partner is everything, as, as you kind of said, especially if you're totally blind and, and, you know, you can be very good at announcing a sport and picking up on the things around you based on your own knowledge. But especially if it's a sport where you're in a more professional setting, I think back to, uh, the, you know, the best partner that I've had on a broadcast, uh, you know, Sam, he, he's, he's the guy that did all the hockey games with me. He's the guy that's in the athletic with me. Um, and, you know, there, there are times when I can't always hear what's going on the ice if it's more of a professional setting. So I, I can't just sit there and, and pick up on, on sounds and cues. I need you to tell me everything that's going on on the ice. And uh, going uh, to the beat baseball, um, the, the Rosina Foster. Now, that that's, that's a very interesting uh, partnership that we've had over the past couple of years now. She is like an, she, she was like an IRA agent. She's, she's a really, really, really good describer. Hmm. And sometimes that really is all you need 
um, in a sport like beat baseball, all she needs to do is tell me, you know, the ball slid three inches under the bat or, or, or he hit it directly to this guy who lunged four feet to his right and picked it. I don't need someone to be Harry Callis or, 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 or Vin Scully. You know what I mean? Sure, <laughs> Just, sure. you know, tell me what I need to know, paint a mental picture. And then I can take it from there with my knowledge with, you know, but if you don't, and, and, and I think it's really cool that, you know, Rosina and I have now done two years together, you know, in that first year we were learning each other and with any partner, you know, you need to learn each other. You need to learn when I'm going to come in and start saying something. And then you need to tap me when I need to shut the heck up. So, you can do <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, you know, as you can tell, I'm a little long winded. So yeah, sometimes people need to forcefully shut me up. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's always about developing that rapport. And I think that, you know, it, it's really cool, especially with Rosina who had, you know, Sam and other partners that I've worked with, they've all done play by play before. It's kind of just old hat for them. Someone like Rosina had never done it before. And I felt like, uh, by year two of this last world series, we were, we were really, really humming along there. So. Sure. Sure. Very interesting. And I know obviously as a color commentator, you know, research is, is just critical, uh, whether it's reading up on players, statistics, you know, interviewing and actually talking to players, coaches, whatnot. And how do you go about approaching that? And also in terms of accessibility, um, do you use any kind of Braille in terms of notes or just talk to me about uh, your, your approach to that? So I like to record. And obviously when you record, you have to ask permission, you know, can I record you and stuff like that. Uh, the fortunate thing for me is that I have a very, very good memory. Um, when it comes to that kind of stuff, if, if my girlfriend tells me to clean, uh, to clean the, the sink and, you know, before she gets home from work, I'll forget that in a second. But, <laughs> but when I, <laughs> when it comes to, you know, when it comes to what happened in the 1998 world series, you know, you, you talk about that all day. Huh? Sure. So, so, you know, I enjoy, especially in sports like beat baseball and sports where, you know, you know we're, we're kind of fellow blind sports, right? You know, we can, it's very accessible as far as you probably know some people on, on the, you definitely know the people on the teams that you play and, and you probably have friends on teams that you used to play with or that you used to play for. So it's, it's unique if, if you, if you're like, if, if it's a blind sport, because we all kind of, I'm not saying everybody knows everybody. It's not like a small town, but you're all you're kind of familiar with generally with everyone with how everyone's done over the past few years with with everyone's history but in a sport like women's hockey or a sport you, you are kind of starting especially with me square one i didn't even know the first i didn't even know one player's name on that you know even if you put me in the nhl at least i, I know players names you know what i mean like sure. i was starting from 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 square one so it's all about talking to players where you can recording where you can um, taking mental notes and just 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 critical thinking and analyzing as the game progresses, you know, and 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 as as the season uh, goes on, you know, there was a girl a few years ago who, you know, all year and for the two years I was doing play by play, just she was always around the net, always almost scoring goals, always a tenacious tenacious player, and and, and it would eat away at her, and then you talk after games, and she'd just be. And then I just remember there was a tournament game, and it was it was one to one, and it was it was it were two to two. Uh, under a minute to go and just she comes rushing in to the zone and just scores a, a crazy uh, just just amazing goal and it was a great moment as a play-by-play guy because yeah you're happy the team won and you're happy you can you can you can celebrate a big goal and call it with your with your fellow with your broadcaster but you're really happy because you know the player you, you've, you've kind of grown with you've seen them grow all year you've seen the way they've played all year and then they have that big moment and it just it, it almost means as much to you as it does to them Right, right. That's an interesting perspective. 
So, you know, I, I just, I feel like with, with anything you want to connect with the people that you're talking to. Um, and, and, and it's hard for me, especially, um, I could never, um, work for the Cleveland Browns or, or a team that I was really passionate about because I would get way too into it. You know, I wouldn't be able to take it. Um, so I, I get very emotionally attached to, um, and it, you know, it's something I have to work on in my broadcasting. If I, I actually, in one of the World Series games this past season, when the when the Fire played the Renegades, uh, I got very into the game to the point where I was like just as emotional as the players. So it's not <laughs> only about learning; it's it's you become part of that family with with the players. You know, you can learn and you can analyze and stuff like that. But then you honestly do. Um, if you broadcast for a team, you get just as emotionally attached and invested to the team as well. Sure, sure. And I know there's that old saying about, you know, no cheering in the press box or whatnot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's obviously an adaptive sports. Maybe it's not taken quite as seriously as, you know, hard news, journalism, whatnot, but absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I would, I would be that, that, that Cincinnati Bengals color guy. I'm not sure how familiar you are with the, with the play-by-play guys in football, but I would be like that guy, no matter who I worked for, I would, I would be that guy that was, you know, cheering during the play. Yeah, come on, get him. <laughs> Because again, you you grow to you know to love who you work for, and you you grow to love the people that uh, that that give you the opportunity, that believe in you, you know. Especially as a blind um, broadcaster, my first job with the pen ladies, you know, they didn't have to sit there and say, "We want a a totally blind color commentator who we don't know anything about to broadcast our games." You know, that's that that might be a little weird. You know, we you know we have a serious kind of thing going on there. And uh, they gave me the opportunity, so that you know, it's always good, you know, when when you're, you know, in our situation, trying to uh, do the best we can, um, and 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 we get those opportunities to come our way. Exactly. Yep. Um, so I know you mentioned hockey, beat baseball, goalball in terms of broadcasting. Any other sports that you have broadcasted or that you'd like to to try? Yeah, like I said, when I was in eighth grade, if you count that, I would do a little bit of my. <laughs> my cousin's football play by play, but not really hockey goalball beat baseball have, have been kind of my main three right now. I hope to do some blind hockey. Actually, I've been learning more and more about this, uh, this blind hockey stuff. And I, I'd love to do some, uh, some, some, uh, broadcasting in that. Um, I would love to get a chance to explore basketball at some point. I love the sport. I love listening to the sport. Um, hmm. you know, I love analyzing the sport. Um, so I would love to, and, and, and basketball is a, is a major numbers game like baseball. So, so I'd love, I'd love, um, to, to do some basketball um, and there is blind basketball too. So, so you never know about that either. Um, so, you know, I would be open to anything. If you said, Matt, um, we're going to take you to the Olympics and there's swimming and there's curling and there's, you know, we'll teach you whatever you need to know about some of the, some of the nuances of the sport. I would be down for anything honestly like you could just you could you could tell me to broadcast some bowling and i'd be like okay we were all the players and let's let's do this right right that's awesome love the passion love the the enthusiasm there um so as far as actually competing in sports so i understand that you were quite the swimmer uh, as far as you know growing up and in school talk to me about that yeah so um i i was um the only blind student for a couple of years there um for my freshman and sophomore year i was the only blind student in my high school so um they were encouraging me to join the swim team because i was a swimmer at overbrook school for the blind and you know when you're you know at a blind school and and you play blind sports at a blind school you're not 
going to get too recognized. And I was younger, so I, I, I was okay. But, you know, and, and I was very nervous, um, you know, because I definitely stood out. I had a whole lane to myself every single practice. <laughs> you know, I, I was a blind guy. So. Yep. And, 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 you know, just, just practicing four times a week, um, just, just, I did freshman, sophomore, and uh, senior year. And uh, yeah, I, I was I was pretty good. Um, I, I definitely I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed the experience of being on a team uh, where I did stand out a little bit and where I could grow um, as an athlete um, and as a person. But that really was my only sport um, through high school. I played beat baseball um, after high school from like 2009 to 2015. Um, I played for, uh, if you remember the PA Wolfpack when they used to uh, exist before the <laughs> fire uh, replaced them. I used to play for them when uh, Greg Gonterek started kind of a new team with the young, with the young guys. It was uh, myself, Nick Gomberg. Uh, you might know Mike Coglin, who's a really good player nowadays, but uh, Scott sure. Hogwood was actually on that team, Mike Patterson. So, um, I was, uh, I'll put it this way. I didn't get into the athletic, uh, for my beat baseball ability. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, I was that guy that I scored a run, uh, for the first time all season. And I almost like cried. I was so happy. Like, yeah, finally. I, I was like that guy. All right. So, you know, swimming was definitely my sport. Um, that, that as a blind person, I could kick some butt and win some races and stuff, but like that, you know, goal ball beat baseball. I, uh, you know, I don't know if it was the physical or if, uh, you know, but I just use the excuse, you know, I prefer broadcasting. Let <laughs> 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 me sound better. Gotcha. Yep. And I know I was reading uh, about uh, some, some cool adaptations in terms of when you were swimming, you know, among sighted uh, individuals and peers and whatnot. If you want to just talk about some of the, the ways that you were able to, to compete. So um, my first few swim meets, one of my struggles, um, and it would set me back several seconds, and it's a small thing you would think, but uh, when you run into the wall, um, you know, a sighted person is going to flip when they're a few inches from that wall. You know, you can get that good push off, get, get good going the other way. Well, you know, I, I, I was going all the way to just the end. I'd have to hit the wall you know, flip, you know, I'd have to take time to you know gather myself, flip and, and do all that. So they had people at either end of the pool with noodles that would just bump me on the head when I needed to flip. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty great. And, and people loved it. People loved being able to wail on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was kind of great. Um, but, but that was definitely one of the ways in my senior year, um, we decided to take the step. This took a while for my coach to be comfortable with and for myself to be comfortable with, but eventually we got there and I started to take dives off the diving board. Uh, my last mm. few meets of the season, uh, I think they had, they had someone tap. I'm trying to remember, man, this was like, here's your back in my day. You were talking like 13 <laughs> years ago. I can't believe that. They would have someone tap like the center so that I would know, like I, I, cause I would be terrified. I'd dive in and hit, you know, hit the lane line. So they would they'd have someone tap. I would, and I, I would start diving in like everyone else uh, to begin my race. Uh, they would tap like the middle of the, the back of the diving board so I could line myself up. So those were a couple of the ways that, uh, that they helped, you know, adapt for me and that they, you know, but other than that, it was kind of, you know, you're on your own, you're in your own lane because, you know, I would, I would be like an out of tr control race car going from one that side of the pool to the other. Right. I'm not like the straightest swimmer either, but, but yeah, no, it was great. They were great. They were wonderfully accommodating. They were, they were awesome. And, um, you know, some of my best memories are on the, the swim team. That's awesome. Did you ever, you know, aspire to be in the Paralympics or anything, you know, beyond, beyond high school? 
You know, Greg, I'll be 100% honest with you. That's one of my biggest regrets um, in life that I got, I was young and I was scared. I, I wasn't very confident in, in my abilities um, hmm. at that age. And, and people around me would tell me I was good. And I took that as, oh, people are just nice. And, you know, I, I just, I, I just, I never, that was for my mother, that was an option. She really wanted to see me do that. And for me, I just shut it down because I, didn't believe in myself. And honestly, I could say that uh, when I was in fourth grade, I had a chance uh, to get into a national spelling bee and, and I, I was beset by by that lack of confidence. So you could say there was a couple times in my in my grade school, high school life where I had really good opportunities to, to do great things. And I, I I wimped out or scared, scared myself out of those opportunities. Sure. Hey, I appreciate your honesty and happens yeah. to the best of us sometimes in life, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. You got to embrace it. You got to own it because if you don't, you, you can't move on from it. So, Right. No doubt. Um, so I know that you are a big sports fan in general. And I know you mentioned, uh, you know, certainly radio and streaming broadcasts. And I'm curious, uh, you know, in terms of like accessibility, are there any certain websites that you find more accessible as far as reading content, consuming statistics, just finding information? Hmm. So, um, I have to say, um, Beatball Nation does a really good job, and, and just the NBBA's website. If I'm, if we're talking about Beatball, well, we'll start there. Sure, they do sure. a really good job with their statistics and, and with their accessibility. So, which which is good, right? Because everyone trying to, a lot of people trying to read that are the blind players. So, right. you know, it's, it's a good thing. Um, but as far as I love RetroSheet.org or BaseballAlmanac.com, uh, preferably RetroSheet. But they're great for any kind of major league baseball statistics, or they have like up to date statistics on like everything. You can look at some weird, crazy stats you didn't even know existed. <laughs> um, um, ESPN.com has honestly always been a good like you know just just a simple like what are the standings? You know what what's 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 going on? Who's leading the league in goals? Who's leading you know something? ESPN.com is always good um, for listening content. I love me some TuneIn. Um, I wish TuneIn would keep the NFL. They keep doing this thing every year. They they have it. They don't have it. They have. but for the most part, yeah, they got hockey. They got baseball. They got you know they got all this. So so TuneIn's uh, a great app. I mean, I could go on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, though. Um, I, I just I, I'm just I'm just kind of a, a nerd when it comes to when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, so. the athletic, um, yeah, yeah. So. As far as uh, smart speakers, are you an Echo user, Google Home, anything like that for sports info? I I have one of each. Um, yep. I have my my Google Home plays uh, plays my football on Sirius XM. My my Amazon has my MLB app. I got the uh, my phone has all those apps on it. Um, you know, but but um, yeah, we 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 decided to get one of each. Uh, just 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 because why not? <laughs> right, same here. I've I've got both, which is nice. Yes. <laughs> Some, you know, it is interesting. One platform will give you a little more info and the other maybe something different or whatnot. Exactly. So to have all exactly. the options really helps. You know, um, aside from uh, sports, any other hobbies, interests, anything you want to mention? Well, I'm a contract closeout specialist for a nonprofit called Vision Corps. Um, I am right now. Um, yeah, I would say that. Uh, looking to get engaged soon um, oh, nice. you know that's exciting yep. um looking to uh to um, hopefully everyone's okay and i can come visit florida my mom we were going to get together for thanksgiving so i'm hoping that uh obviously you know shout out to everyone including yourself and the, who had to go through just the, the uh, heck week you know sure <laughs> 
sure. everything that happened there. And I'm glad that everyone that, that I know anyway, um, is safe and sound and that, so I'm hoping to get there. Um, honestly, if it, and this sounds funny, but if you were to ask me like, what is your other like main, main thing that you really like to do? I love eating like more than the average person. Like I <laughs> could literally, I, I, if you told me about like, we were in Beaumont, Texas for the world series this summer. And I think I single-handedly cleaned them out of their, uh, their, their, their sausages, their Texas sausages for the world series. I think I was, <laughs> so I, I absolutely like, I, I'm a simple guy, man. I, I love my sports. I, I work, I, I live, I live with the, you know, my girlfriend looking to get engaged and I love to eat so that, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of, just kind of a simple guy with a lot of sports passion. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a, a nice combo. <laughs> um, as, as far as your eye condition, I understand that you were born uh, with this condition, right? A lateral line ophthalmia. Yep. I basically have no optic nerve. So basically, yeah, all those eye cures that they're talking about these days. Yeah. That doesn't apply to me unless they have a, a, a an optic nerve. They can somehow uh, make function <laughs> right. in, in, in one system. So exactly. Yep. Yeah. And you do have prosthetic eyes. I do have prosthetic eyes and, um, you know, I'm blessed. It's not, it's not the worst, um, condition to have. And I'm used to what I've been through. I don't know what I would have ever lost with uh, eyesight. So, you know, you know, it's all, everything, uh, yeah, everything kind of turned out. Okay. You know, I, I, I've lived in, in my world all my life. So, you know, that it's, it is kind of what it is. For sure. Yep. Uh, yeah. I've talked to a lot of individuals on this podcast, you know, many who have, been fully sighted, been able to drive, lost vision, you know, down the road. And I got to imagine in in some cases, at least that's got to be more challenging. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I would never want to, you know, I I couldn't imagine going to, and especially for a lot of people, eyesight is the lifeline. I think there was a study done uh, years back that I read that more people would rather, uh, would rather get cancer than go blind. So blindness is is Mm -hmm. a major, major fear um, in our, in our society. Um, So, yeah. Uh, for sure if you're just dealt the card of blindness you don't know you know what the card of sight eyesight necessarily contains so (laughs) right right very true Um, so to wrap up here i wanted to give you the opportunity to mention any social media any contact info if people are looking to get in touch um yeah you can hit me up on facebook matt wallace uh, if if that's a you can uh Facebook is pretty much my only social media outlet, Greg, right now. Wow. That's kind of yep. my thing. Yeah. No Twitter, yep. Instagram, uh, TikTok. You're not a TikToker. <laughs> I am not a TikToker right now. I am looking into getting my Twitter. Um, right now, I'm I'm actually looking to start a podcast here in the near future where, uh, you know, a couple buddies and I are looking potentially kind of join that trend of uh, maybe hosting a few watch parties during uh, during a couple Browns games or or just kind of doing some post-game breakdowns. Uh, there, there's a lot of kind of amateur sports cat people that, you know, you look all over YouTube and, and, and they're all over the place. So kind of like, why not us? So we're, we're kind of looking into that in the near future as well. So Sure, sure. Awesome. Hey, keep me posted. Would love to help promote and, and anything, any projects you got going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. All righty. Again, we've been chatting with Matt Wallace uh, here on Eyes Free Sports. And uh, Matt, truly appreciate the time. Thank you so much uh, for everything and uh, look forward to following your, your journey and your success. Hey, Greg, thank you. I'm glad uh, glad you're safe. And uh, whoever you're rooting for today, uh, you know, go go your football team. <laughs> Hopefully they do well. So. Yep. Go team. Go team. Right. <laughs>
Absolutely. Thank you. Alrighty. Thanks again. Be sure to follow the Eyes Free Sports podcast at facebook.com slash eyesfreesports and on Twitter at eyesfreesports.com.